Hi everyone, I'm Waris, and welcome to a new episode on the Waris is What. First off, if you'd like to ask a question, discuss a topic, or just hear my take on your favorite stock, please leave a comment and I'll try to bring it up on the next video. So let's start with uh, stimulus. Guess what? Still not even close. I uh, have confirmed that there isn't even going to be a deal before the elections. And honestly, there's a good chance that this will be delayed till after January. Uh, we have Trump putting out the word that he uh, still wants to give a giant stimulus, but the Republican Party is not behind him at all. And they kind of want a smaller bill, the $500 billion that uh, the one that they keep trying to push, that's what they want. Democrats, they want more right now, uh, around 2.2 to 2.4. Uh, but if we have to wait till after the election, it just becomes more likely that we're going to have to wait till next year. If we have a major Republican win, I'm thinking it'll be closer to Mitch's uh, $500 billion. If we have a major Democratic win, we might see the return of that $3.4 uh, trillion HEROES Act. Uh, either way, Americans and businesses are going to suffer till they get this relief because COVID isn't going away. Uh, we have higher than ever numbers around 73 to 74,000 daily now uh hospitalization rates on the rise so you have to keep in mind the case numbers will rise it'll take a bit but the hospitalizations will also go up as well and then it'll take a couple weeks more weeks before the the death count starts increasing um uh, everyone everyone can have their own theories about that or whatnot but the most important number um it's a hospital capacity. Once the ICU is capped, it's going to be bad. And then if the hospital is actually filled, like all their beds, it's going to be a disaster. This is why Texas is trying to curb down the numbers by issuing stricter guidelines or curfews and whatnot. And if you, it's just if you don't have the beds and the staff to take care of the really sick, you can kiss goodbye our better mortality rate. Um, so also vaccines are nice. I'm hoping for one in the long term, but this 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 will be the solution. I just don't think that we shouldn't be planning for the worst and implementing strategies to prevent worse, worse scenarios. So wearing masks, even though not a solution 100%, can still limit the spread and thus lower the numbers that our healthcare system has to take care of at one given time. This will give us the time to properly create a vaccine, uh, test it, and then distribute. Uh, I know it sucks, but just wearing a mask and limiting the social gatherings does have an effect. Cloth masks, they, they have a low efficiency rating basically, but the surgical masks, if you get a hold of them, they're pretty decent. The P100 vent mask that you can get on, online or on the Home, home Depot and Lowe's kind of, <laughs> look kind of extreme. Those are also available if you feel like those are necessary. And then the N95 are basically the best in slot. But they're really hard to get to if uh, you're you're not in healthcare themselves and you're not in the, using it in the hospital setting. Uh, it's really hard to get a hold of them. So um, moving on from that, we have the election. We have the increased COVID numbers that are worse than ever here and abroad. And then we also have a very, very, very vague um, outlook on the stimulus. This, this is creating kind of a recipe for disaster. And as long as the numbers for coronas are going up and the election is still not concluded, we're going to see very high volatility in the market. So please proceed with caution when you're making any investments and be ready to lose some money in the short term. Uh, I'm personally not investing in any single company, 
but uniformly across my whole portfolio. So let's say if I have 10 stocks that I'm currently in, I'm gonna if I put $1,000 this week, I'm gonna put $100 in each of them. That way I can uh, just diversify my risk basically. And then I'm not making any big purchases this week. Uh, I'm gonna sit out on the dips and everything because I just, just I feel we have a way to go on the way down and until the ballots are counted and we have a winner there's just too much fear and too much uncertainty and once we have a clear picture for the next four years i feel like the the american people are going to be in the stock market is going to be very reassured on where we're heading so they can start making more educated investments instead of just bets basically and then um again regarding my investments i don't care who wins because the president really doesn't have that much influence on the stock market in the long term. So day traders, pay attention because you're talking short term if you're a day trader. Uh, pay attention to uh, the president because they create major swings for you. I don't recommend day trading because it's kind of unlikely for you to succeed. The majority lose money <laughs> in this kind of uh, trading. And uh, not everyone, but again, the majority does do that. Um, so now we're talking a little bit of my money. Let's talk about this week, which uh, we had. We're having a lot of earning reports, which are which is exciting. Um, I'm keeping my eye out, my eye out on the the Fang stocks. You know, Facebook, Apple, uh, Amazon, and Google. They they should be coming out with some kind of earnings this week. I believe Thursday, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Microsoft happened today, just a couple hours ago. Listening to the call, very, very good things. They beat the, the UPS by uh, 0 0.28, total of 1.82, and have about 12% 12, 12 increase in their revenue, beating their bottom line, top lines with uh, 31.7 billion in revenue. Their Azure cloud, their, the cloud side of the business, uh, up about 48% this year or year over year. And they're really, they're really trying to take that some market share from the Zoom, Slack, those stay-at-home kind of businesses with their Microsoft uh, Meets, I believe. And I just think Microsoft is really solid. Uh, they have a little bit of a weak guidance for the future, but again, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding COVID, so I'm okay with them being conservative here. But I'm still confident in their growth and in their products. I mean, they're about to launch their new consoles. And uh, this should be just a very good year overall for them. So I'm very, again, very confident in their short-term outlook and as well as the long-term outlook for them. AMD, also doing fantastic. Uh, announced they acquired Xilinx for $35 billion. Timing might not be the best to announce because it definitely uh, costs a dip for them. But uh, this is going to help expand in their data center business. And as we know, Intel did not do well here. So I think Lisa Su, their CEO, smells some opportunity. It's really going to go for it and take away uh, more of Intel business, which is great for AMD and great for the investor. Um, and given how successful Lisa has been with AMD, bringing the company from $3 in 2016 to now, which is about 78 uh, as I'm looking, that's an, that, we're talking about 2,000% increase over there. Um, 
I hope, <laughs> I hope we, she can repeat this. I don't think it's possible, but I hope she does. Um, again, I trust her. Earnings showing uh, a record 2.8 billion uh, in revenue, increased about 56% year over year. EPS beat by uh, two. <laughs> I mean, a uh, 0 0.02 total about 0 0.32. They're increasing their guidance, which is nice to hear. <laughs> over uh, their increased consumer demand for their products and their data centers. Very bullish on AMD long-term. Very bullish. Short-term, not so much, but long-term I am. Uh, another earnings I had my eye on today is Enphase. We talk about Enphase a lot on this channel. The solar stock was not expected to do as well as they did. They actually beat their revenue by 9.2 million to a total of 178.5 million. Uh, this company is valued very richly, but um, their guiding revenue for the future or the next quarter is uh, 245 million to 260 million. This is very good guidance. I, um, they're starting to wrap up their storage charging kind of products and then increase the demand for their they have a lot of increased demand for their microinverters. Um, Enphase is sticking with their quality over quantity kind of philosophy there, as they they are more expensive than the competition, Solar Edge and uh, First Solar, all those other companies. But their but the quality is starting to show in their the consumer, being the residential or more uh, business. They're they're starting to pick over. They're starting to pick them because their quality is better. Their warranty is much longer. So you can see a more of a value over time with them. So increasing their international presence, they're up to about 22%. This year, uh, last year, they were around 10%, so double. This is very good exposure, not just in America. Um, overall, decent job. I'm still confident in them in the long term. I'm not as confident in them in the short term. But again, long term, I am. But anyways, that's it for now. So thank you, uh, everyone, for spending some time with me today. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Uh, see you next time.